Let me see you. Oh yeah, it feels so good. Oh man, it feels so good to be back. I'm excited. It's Tuesday. I gotta watch my posture. I'm talking with every beat right now. Why am I doing this? Too early. Dang, I feel good. I feel good. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. This is She and I. I am your host, B Love. And like always, I have my very special host with me, India Marie. India Marie and B-Love, the husband and wife duo you didn't know you need, but you got us and we are here to stay. This is the best thing to happen on Tuesday, well damn it, since Monday, I'll never forget it again. Never forget it again. I'm like looking crazy because I hate that. Yeah, it's weird. Like the reflection it's in my weird. glasses, but. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about something else. No, I, it's like a bad reflection from the light in my eyes. I but can I can't take my glasses off because I, I kind of need them right now. It's funny. <laughs> like you, you're trying to figure out which way the camera is. When we first started recording about, what, two weeks ago? I'm sorry we missed last week. We'll explain in a minute. When we first started recording about two weeks ago. Um, I couldn't figure out like which way was right, which way was left, because it's like a mirror image, and every time I would go right, the camera would go left. It was stupid, man. Anyway, if you are already listening to us on YouTube and watching it, hey, welcome, man. We appreciate y'all. Subscribe and tell a friend that, hey, man, she and our podcast is on YouTube, too, and you can look at them. But if you listen on a regular basis, then thank y'all, man, for listening each and every week. Guess what? We didn't forget. We are late, however, so I decided to extend the Hulu giveaway for at least one week. Give it up one time. Wait, 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 it was supposed to be up last week. It was supposed to be up last Wednesday, but it's up right now. So if you are listening to this, it's up and it's up and it's up and it's up like the song. Stuck. I feel like this year... I've been late on everything. Literally, but it just feels like we're running out of time. Like for whatever reason, the days are just like... Speeding past. Does feel it not bad. feel like that? It's literally like literally we were just celebrating my birthday. It's March. Damn, you're right. It is March. Like it's March. <laughs> I'm happy though. Listen, I'm happy to still be alive. So shit. I'm happy that you know we out here living and thriving, scratching and surviving. Good times. Ain't we lucky we got them? Doom. Thank you. I was about to say, come on, bro. You got to join in. You got to join in. What are you doing right now? India. I wasn't going to join in, but I, feel, I could it's tell that you were. It was. And if you didn't join in, I was going to divorce you anyway. Because you got to start participating, man. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, thank y'all for listening to last week's episode of the podcast, too. If you didn't check it out, we talked all about me and my trials and tribulations about decision making. It's been a thing. But I'm back now. I feel good. My voice is back. My spirit is back. I'm back. Just like that. Big trust. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? What was that? What did you just do? I don't know. It felt right, though. (laughs) Big trust. I'm back. Find me outside. India, how was your week? And what are you looking forward to this week? Come on, man. I'm back. My week was... 
my week was good. Mm-hmm. Again, it just feel like it kind of flew by. I think I'm making an announcement this week. Mm-mm. Are you pregnant? Please. Hell no, gonna be love ain't shooting up no ain't shooting up no clubs. So I just had to put that out there. Somebody did ask me that about last week's episode. I saw the title and I thought you guys were pregnant. I said, first of all, it wouldn't be you guys pregnant. It would be India pregnant, but I'll be supporting her pregnancy. You know what I mean? how it go usually people say oh we're yeah, pregnant i know i'm just talking shit but now we ain't pregnant man What's um the title of the episode i forgot now just that fast major life decision that doesn't give me pregnancy vibes at all um gives me kind of like hey we got to make a decision if we're gonna have a baby or not right now because you could be going through some complications you get what i'm i understood this. she's always so like folks we talk about this when we argue. So when we when Indy and I argue, I'm gonna bring y'all in into our household, which you are already here, but I'll bring you a little closer to our household. When we argue, I'll bring up a point and then I'll say something, I'll throw out an analogy that we may have gone through earlier on. And as soon as I say India take the one point, like right now. Because I like to focus on the details. Like I'll say, hey man, your you glasses like to do, are gold. You, you like to give a high level. They're not gold. They're rose gold. See what I'm saying? I knew you were going to hit. And she'll focus on me saying her glasses were gold the rest of the argument and forget what the main purpose of the argument is. That's what she does. But anyway. I'm a details kind of girl. Anyway. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to say. I want you to have some more spirit. I want you to be like, you know what? Ain't even about rose gold and gold. The argument or the discussion is about glasses. But you will take the part when I said gold and you will just stick on it like glue. I feel like all ladies do that too. Uh, but we I can't even like, make it through an argument. I feel like you should do a better job of saying what you mean and meaning what you say. I might have to do a better job of articulating myself. But when I'm talking and I try to give an analogy to explain whatever it is that we're arguing about and going through, you'll find that one little bitty detail. Hey, man, the water was warm. And you like, no, when it was lukewarm, I'm like, but listen, the, 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 what we're talking about right now is water. It, Lukewarm, warm, does it matter? But I anyway, like the details. I digress. The episode title was a major life decision and somebody asked, were well, we thinking about having a baby? She's thinking about having a baby. I'm thinking about living life with India and Blake. Solo. We're thinking about, I ain't thinking about having a, damn a baby. Thing. I'm not thinking about nothing, nothing. But... Did you, tell what, did you say what you were looking well, for? You, you want to break up or what? Because oh, I already all, told you what we was planning on doing. Yeah, you ain't, but you can't make that decision on your own. You need my spermulation. But you also knew from the jump. No, that was our compromise. When we first started dating, we talked about kids. I said I wanted three. You said you wanted one. We agreed to meet in the middle at two. So what do we... We have nothing to discuss. You owe me another baby, bro. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> giving out babies like giving out government cheese out here, man. I don't owe you shit. We'll think about having another baby, man. You know, when the time comes, we'll know. Calling all my ladies. Uh, but anyway, thank y'all for tuning in, man. It's been real, man. We definitely appreciate you guys. And we'll let y'all know, too, whenever um we do decide if we're going to pursue having another baby or not. So no worries right now. She's not pregnant. It was not the major life decision. It was all about me and my indecisiveness. And I didn't know so many other people were going through that, too. So I'm happy, man, to um, 
lend some light on my situation to hope have given somebody else a little bit of light on their situation as well. You know, that's all I want to do. Spread some light. Now, let's get right on into it because I got something to ask you. I want to jump right into this episode and kick it off right. Go ahead. You finna do exactly what I told you not to do. That's what I do, man. I just break it off like this right here. During the week, we Why got deep. Goodness gracious alive. Now, listen, I had a conversation with India on Friday and I said, man, I talked to the homegirl Myra. And if you don't know who Myra is right now, I suggest you take a step back a few episodes and find out who Myra is. But she's a great person. I said, India, the homegirl told me, that um, she gave me homework to do. Every every session when we get done with the therapy, well, now nah, I just told you how she was. Every time we get done with therapy, Myra's always like, all right, so what is your homework for this week? And I'm like, damn, Myra, I got homework? It's crazy to me in a real way. But anyway, the homework, I think the first time my homework was being more compassionate. And I'll tell y'all the truth. Um, compassion is something that I struggled with and I still do. And it's not so much of compassion is like being mean. It's about um, giving India a space where she can be vulnerable, right? Like, I don't think I lend her enough room so she can just come to me and tell me the things she wants, to, you know, like things she needs. How you feel about that? That's right. You got to say something. No, because I was going to say, it's. I mean, honestly, for... Really, last year, I didn't tell you much of anything that was going on with me. I ain't tell you nothing either. But that's cool, though. Like That's not cool. That's not marriage. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's cool that you didn't tell me because now I understand why. That's what I was about to get to. You mm. jumping in like hopscotch. It's cool you didn't tell me because now I understand why. It was about me trying to be more compassionate. So I was like, damn, I don't even know really. At that time, I was like, I don't even understand what compassion is. Like, I don't understand how to lend it out um, and give it to you. So me and Myra, we talked about it. She broke it down, and I've been working on it. But now she said, all right, we working on compassion. But she said, Bear, <laughs> she called me my real name. She said, I feel like. Yeah, I can give you more than one thing to work on. I'm like, well, shit, lay it on me, Myra. And then she hit me with the, hey, what else do you think you need to work on? And I told her straight up, I'm perfect. But I was joking. Then she said, no, seriously. First of all, me and Myra, we getting cool. So in a minute, I'm going to have her like JP when we talking about Burger King. But um, she said, but seriously, what do you need to work on? I'm like, shit, I don't even really know. But I thought long and I thought hard. I said, what would India like, but I'm going to therapy to better myself. So I'm like, damn, what would India like that would also translate over in my life as well? And I said, well, shit, Myra, I need to work on affection. And I said, listen, I ain't talking about penetration. I'm talking about just affection in general. Because, you know, when you, when you tell a guy affection, it automatically go to an erection. Why are you talking so hard? I'm just putting Talk it out there. normal. <laughs> you talking about affection and you talking so hard with Let your me get voice. done. Let me get done. So when she told me that, when I, mean, when I told her, she was impressed. She was like, mm, so you want to work on affection. So tell me, you know, break it down. Like, tell me why. So I went through the motions. But at the end of the call, she was like, your homework is to go up to your wife 
and say, hey, India, what does affection look like to you? So there it is, India. I want you to tell me in front of all of our listeners and supporters right now, what does affection look like to you and how can I become a better affectionator? I told you I wasn't doing this. I told you you needed to ask me the question before we got on the podcast. So I'm not answering the question right now because that's a me and you question first. I know, but you could tell me. I, I, I was, Don't say you, right? In general, what do you think affection looks like in a larger scope? Because when she asked me straight up, I didn't know. I was like, man, really growing up, I never saw my parents, you know, like, be affectionate. I ain't see him grab no booty. And I did tell Myra, I said, listen, when India walks past, like, you know, I like to look at that ass. I might grab a butt cheek and see if she a freak. But she said, that's exactly what she did. She put her head down. She said, you can't do that. And I'm like, why not? She's like, because India may require more than what you're giving her. And I said, well, I don't know what she requires. She said, you need to ask. Because just because I think that's, you know, grabbing a rump, like that, look, look, she, she smiled. Like, grab it all. I'm annoyed because you did something that I specifically asked you not to do. I know, but you know, it is what it is. No, it's not, it is what it is. So, in general, then, don't just tell me about you. We'll talk about it off the air and then we'll, I'll tell y'all what she told me later. What does affection look like to you? I mean, we've talked about this before on we the have? podcast. Yes, like, I don't even remember. Affection as far as going. Deep. First of all, affection and intimacy is different. So what did you ask her? You said you asked her specifically about affection. Yeah. Um, so wait a minute. Cause affection. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, and that's why she told me to ask her. She said she might not know what affection is either. And you guys may have well, to I figure it out say, together. Maybe I don't. Because when I, I was going to... Because when I thought about affection, I started thinking about like hugging, kissing, talking that's more. What I was saying, yeah. But that I still translates you know. to intimacy. So is intimacy and affection like in the same category? Is it kind of the same thing? I think all of us in the same category, but is affection a conduit to intimacy? Like, right? You start with affection and then you get to intimacy. I mean, all of it may build up to one thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, right. So, in the midst of all of that, affection, is it coming up to you, just giving you a little rub? Yeah. Is it giving you a little hug? You for all of these things is it before, you a little and cuddle? you just act like you don't, like you act confused every time. Like when Facts. I was like, bear, I would, like, I really, like, my back hurts really bad. Like, I would really like for you I ain't no to give me a. Star. Exactly. So you ask me what I want. You're not even willing to give me what I'm asking you for. I, I be trying. Like in my head, I really want to try. But let's not make this all about me right now. Because sometimes when I try to give you a hug, what do you do? Be honest with me. Because you want to hug me after I'm mad at you. I don't want hugs when I'm mad. No, no, no. Sometimes you want to hug and you do this. I think it shocks you at first, but you jump back like, ooh. It ooh, does. Because you don't do it. All right, but I'm trying to tell you. See, that's the thing, right? But no, no, no. Because 85% of the time when you do that, it's after I'm already mad at you. 85%. You're not going to be acting yeah. like you just be walking up trying to hug me all the time. You don't. But now I'm trying to figure it out, right? But now, come on. All right, so ooh, we stumbled up on something. We finna cook now. Now, is 
the reason why I don't hug you is is it because is is it due to energy? Can't even get it out. Is it due to energy that you could be putting out? I don't could know, but vibes... sometimes the hug can change the energy. We realized last week that my energy that I was putting off that had nothing had absolutely nothing to do with you. What you mean? Last week was about me. No, it wasn't. We talked about me trying to find a job. No, we didn't talk about this on the podcast. You and I had an issue last week. We were talking about something. It wasn't even an issue. When I started crying. Oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I, was yeah. Going I didn't make her cry either. Wasn't nothing me. to do with you. Wasn't me. Yeah. So you, you always thinking about, like, you're putting off this energy because of me. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with you. But no, right. you're like, wait, she ain't walking around happy. So I'm just not going to talk to her. I, I don't want to hug her because she got an attitude. Instead of just asking like, hey, what's going on? Like, you seem off. All right, you're right. If I approach it like that, however, tell me what you would like from me then. Because if I approach it like you just said, like me, I see you with an attitude. I see you walking around with the skull, with a frown on. You're looking mad like you smell something in the air, like somebody just farted or something. If I see you walking around like that, that's not making me feel like I can come into your space. So how will I know that I'm able to cross that barrier, but cross that well, threshold? When are going I need to know. Stuff, it has nothing to do with you. Like, I, why you keep making my issues a you issue and it's not. Right. So right. again, you feeling like you, I have to act a certain way in order for you to be able to approach me is crazy because I'm not going to always be in like a super happy space space so you need to just be able to come up to me and be like hey you seem off like what's wrong like is this something wrong like you don't even do that unless it's directed towards you unless you know that you've done something then then you might ask but you made a good point though you said I should or I need to be able to come up to you and ask you hey what's wrong now, for me, personally, I don't feel like I've been afforded the space to do that. Because sometimes, if I notice that something is wrong with you, I also, like, play back in my head what I think may happen because of things that have happened in the past, right? I come up to you and I say, hey, Indy, what's wrong? You want to talk about it? We start talking, and if I'm not giving you the response you think you need at the time, then things are going to blow up and the script will flip somewhat. Things will go from, hey, you have an issue to now we have an issue. Because you have a hard time differentiating between being a husband and a coach. Oh, I don't you hear me say that all the time. You must hear me and Myra. No, yes, I didn't. Did. I didn't hear you and Myra. Like, I don't need a coach from you. I can go to somebody else. I right can go on. to a mentor. Hey, hell, if I, if I want a coach, I can go talk to my parents. I'm that ain't, that's not what I'm seeking in you. Right. And it's exactly though. You go coach your friends. Don't I don't coach, coach nobody. I don't, I don't want to be a coach. I'm Phil Jack. Scotty. I don't want to be a coach. What I'm saying is, however, if you give me the space and the room to come into your world, I'll do that. I'll come in. <laughs> let me get done before you get to chuckle, <laughs> chuckle, laugh, laugh. It's like you need the rose petals laid out in order to approach me. And that's not how this works. But you see, because you're a gorilla, though. I'm saying you need to be a chimpanzee sometime. No, I can't approach you. I, I honestly I'm think nervous. that it's something like that just goes on with you. Because this conversation makes me think back to like many, many, many years ago when we first many, started many. dating. Okay. And we had gotten into it. 
Okay. Uh, for a valid reason, I wasn't talking to you, and you were trying to force me to talk to you when you were the one who had messed up. And instead of just being like, okay, let me just give you space, you were like, well, I'm not going to keep trying to talk to you if you're not receptive of what I'm trying to say. And it's like, you be trying to force me to be a certain way in order for you to talk to me, and that's not the case. Sometimes I'm just not in the space that you want me to be in. Because mm. you're not always in the space that I want you to be in. You ain't lying. And, but I'll ask you. If I you notice will. you, you walking around the house and you seem off, I literally ask you, like, hey, what's wrong? And, and at I'll that say point, nothing. Exactly. But that's your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That becomes your fault. But at least I'm asking. Right It's on. not like I'm afraid to approach you because... You're not super positive and you're not but giving I'm approachable. Off the super, no, you're not. Not all the time. You're approachable to everybody else, but not to me. I feel like I am majority of the time, People but I could be People are completely different with their spouses than they are with everybody okay, else. Okay, come on. You're preaching now, girl. You're cooking. So it's like all your friends can come talk to you, but not me. Yeah, I get it. So because we live together. We, we know each other better than anybody else. It's true. It's true. And by me knowing you, it's that much more difficult for me to be able to kind of, I don't know, corral and come in. Because now I've seen you get upset. And I see you be upset. But then all of a sudden, I hear you get on the phone with the homegirl. It's kind of the same deal. Y'all talking out, swap it out, and you happy, and you laughing, and you joking. They can change your energy. Because they not coaching me. Okay, all right. Oh, girl, you preaching now. But I ain't trying to be no coach. You know, if I'm talking to one of my friends, you know what they're doing? What they Unless doing? I'm specifically asking them, what should I do? Right on. They're just listening. Okay, yeah, yeah. But all right, sometimes I do that and I sit back and I just listen. And then you get mad because I'm not saying anything. So it's, it puts me in a bad space, right? Because I do, I think I said this last episode, as a man, if I see my lady hurting or last week since you were crying, right? Cool. In that instance, it wasn't because of me. It was other things. I wanted to be the automatic fixer, and I couldn't because there was nothing for me to do. So I think that when you and I were talking, and I'm trying to figure out a way to fix it, and you like, listen, there's no way for there's nothing to fix really. And this was kind of what you was telling me, and I didn't really understand it at the time. But you were telling me like, hey, there is nothing that needs to be fixed. The only thing that's wrong with me is X, Y, Z. And I'm like, all right, I get that, but how can I help? And you were just sitting back like, you're not hearing me right now. There's nothing you can do. Let me cook. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm coming at it from a different angle. I didn't want you to just have to think and cook. I just want to be the automatic solution for you. And then at that point, see how you just roll your eyes right there? Your I eyes so big, you can see them roll from a mile away. I didn't Girl, roll your my eyes, eyes roll like Bridgestone tires. It was just, it was an aha moment. Like, you're, you're like a fixer. Like, you always want to fix things, and you can't mm. fix everything. I'm all of a pope. You can't fix everything. I can try to. Give me a, give me but a that's hammer, the thing. Like, some I'm, wood. And some directions. If I don't specifically say, hey, I need you to help me with this, I don't need you to help me with this. I should be able to just come to you and talk to you and you to just listen. You know what I like about you right now? You see how well you know what you need from me as far as listening goes? And you see how well you, you, this is perfect. Now, take this same energy, bottle it up, 
and tell me what you need or what a person would need as far as affection would go. See, I brought it back around. I'm pie. Oh, I'm pie no, this conversation Ooh. stemmed from affection. It did. So, all right, perfect. If when I was ahead. talking to you, that would have been the perfect moment for you to show me affection. You know what? You are dead to hell right. But I just didn't know how. And I don't know why I didn't know how. I saw you right there. And instead of me trying to, I guess, comfort and console you, all I could think about in my mind was, all right, bet. How am I going to fix this? How am I going to I'll be honest with y'all. I looked at her. I saw tears in her eyes. And my instant fight or flight instinct went to, all right, Barrett, wife is crying. You got to go fix it. You got to go solve the problem. There's no time to be boohooing and pussyfooting around. It's time to get up, get out, and get to action. So that's where I went to. Instead, I missed the mark. What she needed from me was affection. What? I'm just trying to tell you I'm learning on the fly. Come on, man. I ain't perfect, but I'm perfectly trying to learn. And I mean, I can't give you like a, a good example of affection myself because I didn't. I don't come from a family... That shows affection and compassion I'm and intimacy. Next, I just yeah. like I don't. So if I'm showing it, it's because I want to because I never had it. So what or did I'm that having look like? to learn it on the way. Like it, it's like I'm trying to figure out what you want. Yeah. What I think that you might need. But sometimes and, and I feel like this used to happen in arguments all the time with us. I would ask you, so what are you needing from me? And you you didn't have the words to tell me. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. Or sometimes you have the words, you don't know how to put them in a uh, compassionate manner. You don't know how to say the words you're thinking without causing the argument to prolong and further. So that's why I sometimes just rather, man, don't worry about it. I don't even want to talk about it. Because whatever I say, I'm not ready to put it in words shit because I don't know how to. Hmm. I'm, listen, man, I'm learning. I'm I'm therapizing. I'm getting therapized every day. You feel me? Not every day, but every other week. So, yeah, I need to know what affection looks like from you. So your homework is to go out and figure out what affection looks like to you. Now, back to the household thing, growing up. What did it look like growing up? Like, I mean, not even just in your household. With your friends, with your boyfriends back in the day. Did you know what affection was then? Did you experience affection then? And in the household too, I guess. Honestly, I've always felt pretty uncomfortable around guys. Really? Yeah, and that's probably why I was a you. You could say that I was like a a late bloomer. Mm. Like I definitely wasn't having sex when most girls were having sex, that especially thing was in fresh. school. Because, like I said, I, I like I literally, and I mean, obviously, what we're talking about affection and all that kind of stuff, we're not relating it to sex. But right I will on, right say on. that I was eighteen when I lost my virginity. I did it for a couple of times, and then I told the guy that I wanted to be celibate because. It didn't like it didn't feel right to me, so and it's like no knock to to the guy like he it wasn't like an abusive thing or anything like that. It's just I always felt uncomfortable around guys. Yeah, yeah. And so I I could never say what affection should look like. I what I knew was what abuse looked like. I knew what. Verbal abuse looked like. I knew what physical abuse looked like. So I could literally say. These are the relationships that I will not 
settle for. Okay, okay. But as far as anything past that, I didn't know how to do. Understandable, understandable. So, was that on you to figure out, or did you need somebody to help guide you to figure that out? Uh, definitely help. Help. I definitely help was needed because you don't know that that's a, an issue until somebody else brings it up. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you didn't know you needed affection until I brought it up because you don't no, even know what it looks I, like. I knew what I knew that I needed affection. I knew I knew that I needed something more than what you were giving me. So you have to me, right? This is me. Talking about my wife right now. Sometimes your exterior comes off hard. So for me to break that hard exterior, I don't know exactly how to approach it. Is it with a hammer? Is it with a sledgehammer? Bam, bam. Is it with a wrecking ball? I don't know exactly how to approach you um, and give you the affection you need because of the hard layer that you have. I do have a hard layer. Yeah, girl, you harder than a shell. You're a turtle. But I feel like I'm a, I'm a bit softer than what I used no, to be. No, you're still the same person. I think no. you're getting a little harder if you ask me. No. Because I did. I had like a complete emotional wall built up. Yes, you did. But when you're constantly like hurt, you build up those walls to protect yourself. Okay. From getting hurt again. Okay. And so you get used to just shutting down. It's either shut down or avoidance. Like I just, I'm just not dealing with this at all. Okay. I did mention to Myra this. I said, I think one thing I used to do that I do not do, and this is something I know we've mentioned on a podcast before. When I used to leave the house, I used to kiss you on the forehead. Now, I'm not leaving the house. Ain't no kissing going on because I'm sitting with you every day. So... I'm not blaming. I hate when people blame like everything on the pandemic of COVID. I'm not blaming this on COVID. However, I am saying that I do think that that plays a small part in the affection as well. Because we're around each other so much throughout the day, I don't have enough time to miss you. And then kiss you where I miss you. The lips between your hips. And make your backbone slip. exhausting. You know what I mean? I want to go downtown. As long as the streets are clean. Have you talked to her why your mind always goes to sex? Because we're literally not talking about sex. And here you go talking about the lips between my legs. I don't want to talk to you. In this moment, I don't want to talk to you no more. You just ruined it. Damn, I was getting somewhere. I was about to crack this exterior. Come on, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like, I don't. Like, I don't even want to continue the conversation because you play so much. And I did tell her that, too. I told her I play too much. I don't know when and, like, how to stop playing because I just want the relationship to be fun. You don't want to walk around a house in a stale relationship, do you? It's one thing to be fun, but serious, serious conversations are still necessary amongst the fun. We can add levity to serious conversations, right? Once we get the seriousness out the way. So what's so serious about affection? Well, all right, we, we were be, talking about kissing, and you automatically went to sex. I just be playing though. But I did kiss you on. The, do you want to kiss on the forehead when we get off the microphone? I'm not. I told you, I'm at. I'm like so far past the stage in a relationship <laughs> where I have to constantly ask you for things. Like it's just not happening anymore. At this point, you know you have the India handbook. No, I'm I don't. Not doing that thing be changing. You be updating your software too much. So let me ask you this. Come on now, why ask should me. I be the same person that I was when you that you met eleven years ago? Uh, why should I be you that should, person? I, would, I would hope not. I would hope you do change, evolve, get a little softer, get a little harder, get a little smarter, get a little wiser. I would hope 
you would continue to change and change your mindset, change your feelings, and change for the better. Now, so I was gonna say, so truthfully, yeah, you've never been an affectionate person. Never. Okay, I take that. The difference is that when we first started dating, I was 19. Mm. And that was not something that I required in my relationships. Okay. Because I'm coming straight out of my home, mm. and I don't even know what that looks like. Okay, you pro- oh, keep cooking. Keep cooking. So why would I require it for you? However, All right. now that I'm older, because yeah. I'm grown as hell now, yeah, you are. I know that that's something that I need. Okay. But I think that it's hard for you to grasp that because I've never required it. You might got a good point, but now I'm trying to provide it. I just need to know how it looks and what you need me to do. You don't have to tell me, hey, at 5 o'clock p.m. every day, I want you to come give me a hug and rub my back and tell me I'm beautiful. At 3.35 a.m., I want you to wake up, kiss me, even though my morning breath may stink, Kiss me on the cheek and let me know how much you need me. I just need you to tell me what affection looks like. But I think I'm getting there now. It's kind of like with the flowers thing. Come on now. I've always told you that I like flowers. All right, now we're getting somewhere. You you never wanted to buy them because they died for whatever other reasons. And I just What were you about to say? Whatever other what reason? Mm, fucking, I know. I just got to the point. I was like, I'm not gonna keep telling you over and over that. Yes, I like flowers. Right on. I'm just gonna buy them for myself because this at this point it's ridiculous. Like the fact that you so caught up in your own ways and your own feelings of Touché. flowers Touché. that you won't buy them for your wife. Touche. You got me. You got me. You got me. But now, you know, I'm trying to get better at that, too. I don't complain. I buy you good flowers soon. I don't even complain. On the holidays, baby. On the holidays. Yeah, you get them. It don't matter when you get them, how you get them, but you get them. No, that's literally not true. So affection is flowers. I have a friend, and I have a friend, her husband buys her flowers every Friday. Okay, well, congratulations to her. And it's because she he likes buying them for her because he knows that she likes them. And I feel like that is what marriage is. It's like, I'm going to... I'm going to do it because I know that you like it. I don't necessarily understand it, but I'm going to do it because I know that you like it and you appreciate it. You know what they say, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. It's not. I'm Steal not comparing it. us to them. Steal it. I'm just giving you an example because you, you, like, again, you so caught up in your own self that you're just like, nope, I, I'm, no, I'm not buying you no damn flowers. They die. Flowers, they die. They die. And I was like, okay, well, Bear, I'm just not finna, I'm not finna mention the yeah. fact that I like them anymore. I'm buying you some flowers. Buying you all the flowers, giving you all the hugs, giving you all the kisses. So, on (laughs) (laughs) during this week, sometimes throughout the week, we're gonna come back on and we're gonna tell y'all what affection looks like once we figure it out. Because obviously, we don't know what the hell it is. (laughs) We ain't perfect. We're just trying to work at it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I got a question from somebody in the DM that I'm scared to ask. But I'm about to. So I kept looking at my phone. Let me pull it up real fast. Oh, boy. Here we go. The question says, what are the negative effects that cheating can have on your relationship long term? It's a you question because black men don't cheat. I ain't never cheated on nothing a day in my life. I'm a, I'm a, the number one thing is lack of trust. There it is. 
once like that trust is betrayed, it's so hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it don't matter what they do, how much they check in, in the back of your mind, you you always thinking like they could possibly be, especially if they're like, like a good time. cheater. Like that one time. Especially because, like, now sometimes, you know, men are sloppy cheaters. But if they're a good cheater and, you know, or the woman, or the woman, if it just flies under the radar for so long, I feel like those are the worst type of cheaters, right? So you've been in a relationship for a long-ass time and then you find out that the guy has been with the girl, like a, a, a side girl for like a whole year. And you're just finding out. Those, that's the worst. That is the worst. Because it ain't even like, oh, I had like one slip up or I had one moment. No, you had a whole entire relationship with somebody else for months. Okay. And so from there, if should you choose to, you know, go back into the relationship? Granted, I, people like to say, you know, don't go back to the relationship if you feel like you'll push. never be able to trust them again. But I feel like that's easier said than done. Because it's like, I forgive you, you know, let's try to make this work. But for you to just be like, well, you should you should trust me. It takes a long time to build that trust. And the person who cheated can't put a time frame on the length of time it takes to rebuild that trust. That's solely up to the person. It's like you'll have. So the person one person in the relationship will cheat. They'll decide to stay together. And then. Years down the line, that person can have like a flashback or something will happen that reminds you of that situation. The thing is, you never forget. Like when we when we went through all of our stuff back in 2010, 2011. What stuff? OK. I literally can replay all of those moments back in my head. If why would I you do that? Though? Well, like, well, why would if you I do that? To, okay. I can literally replay all of it. I didn't forget any of it. All right, so listen. I heard somebody say, true forgiveness is when you forgive and you forget. But if necessary, you can always remember. So you have to forget. But if you have to remember, you can. But you're talking about you just be replaying it in your mind. That's not what I said. Oh, I literally said I'm nervous. I can replay all like if I choose to, I can go back to those years and think about all the shit that happened. All of it. Okay. From the time you like literally from the time it began to the time you got caught. I can I can remember all of it. Got caught so Okay. That's the long term effects of it. It's the fact that you never fully forget about it. Well, you need to. You know, you need to just let it go and move on. Now, you mentioned something, right? You said that a slip-up versus cheating on somebody long-term or having a whole side girl or something like that, whatever you said, is one slip-up forgivable? Versus I mean, Anything is forgivable depending on the person. Okay. You know, it's like, what are you willing to put up with? <laughs> it's a good like, point. Like, anything is... That's a personal choice. I could say that I could I could put our situation with somebody else. Yeah. Some some one woman might be like, absolutely not. I would never take him back. But another woman might be like, mm, well, he did wasn't that bad. So I'm gonna take like we're gonna Solid try to make point. this work. It depends on the woman. 
or the Solid man. Point. Solid point. You know, it, it just, I don't think that there is a, a definite answer now, for that. You, I'll tell you this for me. If I got a woman that did everything right, everything, like I'm talking about, she's on paper, boom, 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 checks off all box. But for some reason, she has a slight lapse and goes out there and messes up one time. Can I forgive her and throw away everything that we built? I think I'm going to forgive her. I think I am going to forgive her. I think. I think. I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what she did. Depends on how nasty she got with that other guy. But I think <laughs> I can. Now, if you are here sucking balls, you know what I mean? I ain't forgiving you after that. Like, you got to go suck somebody else. How did you know? I hope you would tell me. I, I ask him, did she suck your balls? She ain't never did that to me. If you go out and cheat on me <laughs> and you do something that you've never done to me to somebody else, unforgivable. If you instantly give him head and knowing I ain't had head in at least five months, unforgivable. That's right up your alley, too. All of a sudden, I hear, boy, Andy, I sucking dick. I'm like, what? <laughs> she sucking dick on the first night. Like, God bless. It took me at least five months, and I'm married to get my penis licked. You know what I'm saying? So if you do something like that, you're going too far again. Divorce. You're going too far again. But I might be able to forgive you if you just, you know, slip up one time and give somebody a kiss on the cheek. I'll forgive you. If you're being affectionate with somebody, I'll forgive you. Because you know that you're laughing All in right, that department. Let's go ahead and get into my favorite segment of the podcast. Let's do it. Now unqualified advice from B-Love and B-Love's relationship. I got the keys, the keys, the keys. Now, this week, B-Love's relationship is brought to you by the Weather Channel. And let me tell you why I say that. I was sitting at home this weekend. I'm thinking about, man, it's a phenomenal day outside. Friday, Saturday, and even Sunday. I'm like, man, I hope you guys are out there taking out your significant others. And listen, I thought about that. And I'm like, damn, you need to go out. And do something fun. You can go out and do something fun and free. Go outside and enjoy yourself. Like, man, what can I tell the people to do? So, boom, here we are. My number one thing I like to do when the sun is out, I can take India to, is going on a hike. There's nothing like going hiking with your significant... You, you, you don't like it, I know. I know you don't like it. But you can go on a nature <laughs> walk. Take your loved one out on a nature walk. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but take them out on a nature walk. Now, fellas, this is specifically for you. If you're sitting at the house with your lady and the sun is out right now, and you're sitting at home looking at her, she cooking, y'all watching TV, boy, you are destined for failure. Get your ass up off that couch and take your lady out. I don't care if y'all go walking through the mall. Listen, go out there and experience some life. Don't let life pass you by, man. Go outside. Have a good time. And it's really my relationship on the real deal. I thought about that. 70 degrees, sun shining outside. We ain't really not blowing it hard. Everybody should be out here enjoying the weather. Then I'm like, damn, what if I'm sitting on the couch? Like, my girl come smack me upside my head and tell me I need to get up and take her out. I would deserve that. You are feel you, what I'm saying? Are you going to take the advice you're giving right now? So we, did we not go out all day Saturday? That wasn't a date. Not on no date, but we were outside. It was me, you, and Blake. What That's not a date. It's a, it's a family date. Family that is literally, members can no, go on that, dates No, too. that is literally not the advice you're giving. 
I'm giving all the advice. Family members, friends, babies, whatever. Take your loved ones out. You tired of giving advice that you don't be taking. Like, I just don't even understand. That advice was not intended for family. No, it wasn't. But you know, it could be, though. If you got a family and no babysitter, you just got to do what you got to do. We have options for babysitters. No, no, it's COVID-19. You are literally making excuses. We have somebody come over and watch Blake every day. I mean, every week. That's my tip. She's stepping on it right now. But I'm going to let her go in and get done. My tip, when the sun is out, take your girl out. Right now, 70 degrees all this week. Go out there, man. Y'all can go axe throwing. Y'all can go outside and, I don't know, cut down a tree. You can go outside for a nature walk. You can go outside with your family. Y'all ride bikes. Hell, both of you guys can ride bikes somewhere. Go to a park, rent the little bikes, ride around, then go get a little scooter, go outside, plan a little picnic, take it to the park, push it on the swing, do some nostalgic things. Literally, but, if you want to go on a date and you have a kid, just tell the other partner to find a sitter for whatever night you're planning to take them out on. Thank you for stepping on my tip. Anyway, that's what you should do. I didn't tell y'all what happened to Blake. I'll tell y'all Blake's story after this message. India, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go ahead and get into it after you stepped all over my relationship. Here we go. Let her upgrade you. What would India do? W-W-I-D. What would India do? Kick it! Story time, y'all. Jesus Christ. I saw how long it is. Let me sit back. I found out that my dad had a lot of photos of my best friend on his laptop. My mom kicked him out of the house, and now my siblings hate me. Oh, wait. This friend and I have been friends since we were 16 and 17 years old. She was always like another member of the family. My parents used to treat her like another child, and we would never... We would never have expected something like that. They've been married for 25 years, and I used to think that their marriage was perfect. They never fought. It seemed that they loved each other madly, but it wasn't like that because a few weeks ago, I found a pen drive where my dad has about 400 photos of my best friend. At first, I wasn't surprised because some of the photos are from two or three years ago. And two... Sorry. Oh, and two years ago, he portrayed her for an exhibition. He's a portraitist. Okay. But later, I saw more recent photos that were taken with with her consent and... Oh, without her consent. And if that wasn't enough, he has more photos than he took from his sketchbook. He has a sketchbook full of portraits of her. And in some of them, he portrayed her without clothes. And I'm so sad because in 25 years, he only portrayed my mom about three times. But suddenly he has a sketchbook with at least 40 portraits of my best friend. Mm. I confronted him immediately and he didn't even try to deny it. He said... He found it now. That he was sorry, but that he couldn't help it, that he's in love with my best friend. I asked him if he was cheating on my mom with her, and he said no. That my friend doesn't know anything about it, and that I shouldn't say anything, but I did. She a snitch, too. Uh, what are you saying? Like, she read it out of her dad. Keep going, though. I'm so confused. Go ahead. Snitch. You sound disgusting. Go ahead. I'm so mad. Wait. You know you can't read that good. No, I can't read that well. People can't write that well. That is what it is. All right, we get it. 
Yeah, I was so mad that I showed everything to my mom, and now she wants to get divorced. She kicked him out of the house, and she's so sad. She cries all the time, and my siblings blame me because they think I caused them to separate. As they should. I also talked about, you sound terrible. Just stop commenting on this story because she didn't do anything wrong. I'm so confused. I also talked to my friend, and she denied that anything happened between them. She told me that she always treated him like the father she never had but never thought of him as a man to fight with. And I believe her because she's not that kind of girl and because she has a boyfriend. And I know that she's very much in love with him and they're planning to get married. And that made me feel good because I didn't want to lose her too. But guilt is killing me. My siblings miss our dad and don't think and don't want to talk to me because they're mad at me. Even my little brother told me that he hates me because it's my fault. Mom kicked our dad out of the house. Maybe I should have waited for him to tell my mom or something else. I was really impulsive and ruined our family. I know I should have reacted differently. What can I do now to make them feel better? I don't think she did anything wrong. I knew your high and mighty self was going to say that. Go ahead. You sound disgusting. Like, literally, no, they've been friends since 16 and 17 years old, which means he's been in love with a child. He has been portraying naked pictures of a child, which means he has very creep tendencies. He has very uh, he 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 could he has the potential to molest somebody if he wanted to because it's all fucking disgusting. All right, okay. So I do not blame her mom. No, I'm not I would just have anybody. to. I would just have to deal with my siblings being mad at me and explain to them when they get older that this is what dad did. Right on. But should she have given her dad the opportunity to tell her mom herself, himself? Okay, it's maybe. the only. It's the only thing I'm trying to say. It's the only thing. Should she have given him the opportunity to go tell? Her mom and she went back and told her best friend what was going on. That was 100% right. But she still should have given her dad the space to say, hey, wife, I messed up. Let me tell you what I've been doing. I'm telling you this because I don't want this to go any further. Now, I don't know if, you know, if he wanted to go any further or not. It's on him. But he should have stepped up and she, she, she his daughter should have Parents given her Parents have that. the potential to be very shitty people. So unless sure. he had me present in the space... While he okay, told my it. mama, I'm telling her. You snitching. Because, yes, Let because I know that you are probably not going to tell her the full fucking story. Okay. So I, either I'm going to be present in the room while you're telling her, or I'm going to tell her. Period. My mama does not deserve to be with a man that's portraying <laughs> naked ass kids. Are you cooking? I ain't saying, listen, all I said was <laughs> the daughter should at least give the dad the opportunity to tell his wife herself. It's the only thing I'm saying. It's not everything else I agree with. Nasty, disgusting, filthy. But give me the chance to tell my wife before you do it. I don't care. It, it really don't matter who it's, it's coming WWID. from. It's WWID. It, it, do it. it really doesn't matter who it's coming from. It's, okay. it, it's nasty if it comes from the husband or if it comes from the child. It's disgusting. It, it, so, like I said... I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't think she did either. I just said what I said. You know, I don't think she did nothing wrong. I just, you know. No, you called her a snitch. That I didn't call right. her a snitch. You called her a snitch and that wasn't right. I, I, Indy, I'm sorry for calling her a snitch, okay? Literally, none of your commentary during the reading was right because Except it was disgusting. Except the fact you couldn't read. 
It wasn't disgusting. And I read far better than you do. Crazy again. Here you go. Read it over. Read it over. No, we ain't Read it over. Because you're a poor reader and you're a poor speller since you want to call me back. I I can't spell it. We don't do everything perfect. When the last time you had to do a spelling bee at the age you are right now? All right. Uh, you finna come you finna come down uh, off me because I'm a very well reader. Whoa, you're what? <laughs> you are a what? I read well okay. and I write well and okay, I spell listen, well. It don't sound like it. It don't sound like it. India. It's the people that be writing that can't write. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find it. It's literally you. like you reading somebody's Oh my goodness. Go ahead. Tell the people where somebody's thought. Just think of just think of me having to read the way that you talk. A lot of people write how they talk when they write read, stuff like this. If you had to read the way that I talk, boy, there'd be some smooth ass reading. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you at, my, my, my dear. <sighs> India.Marie on Instagram, shopindeed. Why do I keep saying it? I'm getting like you with the freaking Tuesday. Nah, Wednesday see, thing. why you always got to compare your mistakes to me? Like, don't do your own thing. Leave me Pink over here. Birdie. I'm on the island. You can find me at BLOVE1911 on all social platforms. Be sure to follow She and Our Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and leave us a message. We love to hear from you. If you want to email us, email us too. She and Our Podcast at gmail.com. Man, thank you guys each and every week for listening. Thank you guys for sharing and supporting. We love y'all, man. And go make sure you go out there and um, get you a Hulu gift card. It's on our Instagram page right now. All you got to do is tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. And tell me what episode that we talked about the bird flying in the house. Because I really did forget and I've been trying to find it. Ah, forgot to tell y'all about Blake. Blake busts his chin, right? We were at the park. We're at the park. I took Blake to the park. Once again, outside is nice. Took him to the park. It was a kid. Started chasing him. Now, Blake, he likes to play with kids. He's kind of like me when it comes to being around people. Not like this one. Because somebody would have started playing with India. She would be like, not having it. Don't play with me. But Blake saw the kid. The kid was like, oh, my God, what's his name? I said, his name is Blake. Kid, what's your name? The kid was like, oh, my God, my name is Noah. Something like that. But, you know, Noah is a typical white boy name. So, that's cool. Noah and Blake. Blake's kind of a white boy name, too. I say, but anyway. That's his Blake name. Boom. They're running. Blake's playing with the kid. The kid's chasing Blake. Blake's sliding down the slide. They're running through the tunnel. Blake slid down the slide again. Bam. Here we are. I'm standing back because I don't want to be all up on Blake, you know, messing up his swag, anything like that. I'm going to let my guy cook, let him play. I'm not going to be the hover over that. It's not my style. All of a sudden, I hear, yeah! I'm like, yep, I know they cry. That's my kid. Look over there, and I see him holding his chin. And shout out to Noah, man. Noah was a good damn kid. Noah, Noah was patting Blake's back the whole time, <laughs> rubbing Blake's back. I looked at Blake. Blake looked at me. Just grabbed me. Wrapped his arms around me. Now, when I got in the car, I realized that where did India put the first aid kit? So, boom. Pull out the glove box. Nothing's there. Open the middle console. Nothing's there. I'm panicking because he's bleeding. I'm like, oh, shit. What am I going to do? I see a napkin on the floor from like Wendy's or Chick-fil-A or something. Boom, 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 boom. Fold it up. Put it on Blake's shin. I said, Blake, open your mouth and hold the napkin on your neck and your chin until we get home. Blake, <laughs> okay. Man, when I tell you I got home, it wasn't 
chin was split open about that big. I'm like, goodness gracious. It was gracious. not split open that wide. It felt like If you it say was. that, then we we need to take him to I was stitches. nervous that we were going to need stitches. And then when I came in the house, I was also nervous about what the gorilla was going to say. Uh, everything was smooth. Everything was smooth. And nobody had, you know, a terrible <laughs> attitude. So The gorilla? Like, yeah, when you, you turn into gorilla mode when something's wrong with Blake. <laughs> Start acting all crazy. You need to wrap this episode up. Anyway. I'm just like, That's done. what happened to Blake. Bust his chin. He's all right right now. I'll send y'all a picture of let y'all see him. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in. It's been real. It's been fun. She. 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 I. 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 I, 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 I